Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of We Ask Watson. I'm Natasha from Watson's Daily and joining me is Peter Watson. Hi Peter. Hi there. Please can you tell the listeners which story you found the most interesting today and why? I can indeed. Um, so today um, the, um, the story that I wanted to tell you about was all about Snapchat um, because I think that uh, it's quite impressive that they've one of these companies They've actually done very well um, over the, well, uh, you know, uh, done very well under lockdown. Now, say Snapchat, what I actually mean is Snap, because obviously that's the name of the company, whereas Snapchat is the name of the thing on your phone. But anyway, um, revenue shot up by 52% over the last quarter. Um, and, you know, more users means more advertisers. Um, so that was really, so that's really good. Um, you know, it's really good for them. Um, it also, it was their, their subscriber growth was actually a lot better than, um, the market had expected. And so as a result of that, um, their share price rose by over 20% in after hours trading. And that means it's now up by 74% so far this year. So, uh, it's pretty amazing. I must say in the past, I've often seen Snapchat as a bit of a one trick pony. Um, I am not a user, but then again, I'm way past that de- demographic. Uh, it's so, it's so far back in the rear view mirror that it is a dot in the, in the distance over, you know, probably, I, yeah, that I could just can't see. But anyway, my point is, is that, um, I think that uh, they, they're clearly doing very well. They seem to be managing to hang on to, to their users. Um, but we were, um, as, as um, people may know, we do have a pre-call chat. <laughs> and I have to say that, um, uh, that, that, uh, that Tash gave me some very interesting insights into Snapchat and its use. Because Tash, you, you, can, com- you can confess to everyone, you are a user, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> there's, there's, you, you be proud, be proud, right? Be proud. Um, but anyway, the main thing is, you know, I just wanted to uh, you know, say to you, why is it that you would, because we were talking about, you know, um, mm-hmm. Facebook and, and versus Snapchat versus Instagram and things like that. And just you were saying that you felt that, you know, out of all, all of those, you would you would delete facebook but you would keep snapchat so why why would you keep snapchat so yeah we were trying to hone in on this and one reason i think is that um snapchat holds a lot of um so you can take a photo on snapchat and it will save it to snapchat and not you don't have to save it to your camera roll so the app is almost another form of a cloud or um a way to store your data Mm-hmm. So I think it keeps people, you know, on the app and not wanting to um, come off Snapchat because mm. you can access your memories and your pictures um, mm. and you also get reminded of them. So you get the um, one year ago today, two years ago today, etc. cetera. Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's quite valuable to have, whereas I don't use Facebook that much. And I know we were just talking about the, that they do have the whole memories thing. Mm, um, but mm. it depends on your usage. Whereas you might, you know, have a full camera roll and you think, oh, I'll just save this on Snapchat and then mm. you've still got it. Cause it was interesting. I found that particularly interesting because the thing is I, my, I, myself as an old fogey, um, <laughs> sort of think that, um, I actually keep 
Facebook for the same reason, by the sounds of things. Because, you know, for me, I've been on Facebook since, oh, I don't know, 2007 or something, I think. I think it was. I, well, come, but anyway, yeah, I've been on there for a long time. And I get that stuff now, you know, every now and again. Maybe, actually, it could well be that Facebook has copied Snapchat or so. I, uh, I don't know who copied who. Maybe. But anyway... But anyway, basically, I get these things. So I've got young kids, right? And so, for instance, i i get quite i get I get quite emotional when I see <laughs> a photo of you know of them like five years ago eating ice cream and getting it all over their face and that sort of thing. Um, and that's why I keep, you know, that's why I keep and would probably keep um, Facebook for a long time because it's got a lot of things on there, you know, and funnily enough quite a lot of key stages in my life you know because it's got um it actually i got it after i got married but you know when we had it um you know when we had our first child born second child um and you know other sporting events and things that i've done um so you know for me it's got quite an emotional um attachment and and it sounds like you know snapchat i guess without getting into emotional about it uh is 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 sort of has the same hold on you would you would you say so yeah and i can imagine that because it their target audience is probably the younger demographic yeah um the new users maybe yeah. that maybe in lockdown more more younger people or, or teenagers were given phones yeah. or ipads and um they know that it's you know a cool and young thing to be on so yeah. they might have grown in that way. And then it's also, sorry, similar to Facebook mm. and that you can um, read some forms of the news, like the Daily mm. Mail and things yeah. like that on it. Yeah. I mean, it does make me wonder, though, whether is, you know, whether Snapchat is the new generation's Facebook, really, because it sounds like they're kind of similar in some ways. They've got a similar emotional hold over the people because you as a user will probably be um you, you know you as a user will probably be looking back um at your memories when you got this when you were at school presumably um is that right did you get it at school Snapchat? Um, or or at uni at the very least i suppose no i had it in school you had it in school. so you may well be you know in years in years to come um, you may well look back at that because you can look back even further than I can, you know, in terms of your key life stages, you know, because you'll be able to look through the time when you, you know, your sick form at university mm -hmm. and things like that. So in, in a way, I mean, I, I do wonder about I do wonder about this, but, you know, S Snapchat now is very much, you know, teenagers, 20 somethings. But actually, you know, as it gets bigger, and it goes on longer. I want. I just wonder whether um, it it will become the equivalent. So, for what Facebook is for me now, is what Snapchat will be to you when you get older, because you you know you will have built up over time all of those memories and things, and that actually it might be something that you you know that again it just will continue to get bigger. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and maybe 
you know, I'll be in my sort of retirement home um, being wheeled around uh, and with, you know, my blanket on my legs or whatever. And I'll be I'll still be like Facebooking, uh, you know, looking at Facebook of fond memories of that that time um, back in back in the good old days of 2020 uh, when, when we were doing podcasts and stuff. But I don't know. It's an idea anyway, but it maybe maybe it's it is the Facebook for your generation. Possibly, or there'll be something coming around the corner. That yeah, will... there'll be another one. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be even better. But any, but yeah, but anyway, but there you go. That's that's my um, yeah. What I was thinking about today. What about you though, Tash? Because <laughs> let's face it, mine was a bit frivolous. Whereas, of course, your your uh, <laughs> your choice is far more serious. So go ahead. Indeed. So I chose the U.S. challenge to Google's illegal search monopoly. So the U.S. Department of Justice and 11 state attorney generals filed a competition case against Google yesterday, saying that it has illegally shut out competitors via a number of exclusive business contracts. Mm-hmm. So this includes the agreement with Apple to make Google the default search engine on iPhones and how yeah. Android stops competitors' search apps from um, being preloaded on mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. So I found this interesting because it seems to be the strongest action against one of the big techs out of the cumulative recent cases. So, for example, um, European regulators have already fined Google nine billion for anti-competitive mm. practices. Um, yeah. And then it also ties in with what we spoke about on Monday, that both mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats have reasons to be anti-big tech at the moment. And yeah. this, But the this action is action sorry this action is pre-election um yes yes i mean i think i would have thought that uh, the um you know the trump administration would probably have rather this be delayed until after the the actual election itself um but again i don't know this there's so much testosterone flying around um in in terms of you know politicians but also here as well you know um department of justice they'll probably want to show that look look how strong we are we don't care we don't care about the the election we're doing what we do because that's what we do mm-hmm. um so i think that um it's interesting um it is major i mean i'm not doing this down at all it is a major thing that they're actually doing this and it looks like they're actually taking it seriously as well i mean the fact that they've got all these contracts um with um uh, you know, with with other big companies, so that that whole thing about um, the, the uh, contract with Apple, which is worth billions of dollars per year, to make sure Google is the default search engine on iPhones. I mean, you know, that is just another. It's just all the all the bit big tech kind of helping each other out uh, mm-hmm. in in this instance, anyway. But I just I just think that. Um, it's all very well making this noise now and saying that there's an investigation It's quite another to actually bring something in and actually do something about it. Um, so, you know, like I say, anyone can say what they want about it, but in terms of actually deciding what they are going to do, if they're going to take any action and how they're going to actually execute that action is also very different. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know. What do you think about that though? Um, well, if we look at the, um, you know, this is bringing up about the 1998 case against Microsoft that was under mm-hmm. the same act, the Sherman Act. Um, mm-hmm. And it's quite funny that in that at that moment in time, Google was um, saying that um, was very anti-Microsoft and saying that they shouldn't be 
doing these anti-competitive practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so they look a bit hypocritical now, but mm. expected as they're trying to protect their business. Exactly. Um, but it ties in with also the Justice Department conducting um, a separate invest- investigation into Google's ad tech practices. And based yeah. on what happened with Microsoft, you would hope that in the next few years, this is quite a strong action and it might um, have a- actual results on Google, impact yeah. on Google. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how, the, how this actually pans out. Uh, because there certainly seems to be a, a, a decent amount of momentum building up um, on this, and um, and you know if you put this together with the um, uh, the uh, the action that's going on at the moment with you know involving Spotify and Epic Games and stuff mm-hmm. against Apple, and then you've got the EU putting together stuff for the um, you know for for big tech. Uh, in in Europe, and then you've got the OECD trying to put together a blanket um, tax rate and things across 137 countries. You know, it does seem that there this this backlash against big tech is building. You know, after after they've done so well, I mean, they've all they let's face it, they have saved lockdown for many people i think you know in many ways um but it seems now that um people are turning back to the whole thing of you know big techs big and bad um and they need to be stopped and i, and I would say at the moment i reckon if this doesn't work and they don't start breaking things up now there is a risk that the longer they leave it it will they just won't be able to so mm. you know um but um, but anyway, is that do you think do you, did you did you have any more to to add on that at all? Um, no, I think that's all. No. Fair enough. Well, look, I mean, um, thank you very much for for your time today. Um, thank you too. No problem. And and um, I just really wanted to add that uh, obviously what we talk about, uh, you know, in these podcasts is only two. We only talk about two stories in today's. Um, Watson's Daily but obviously what we try to do is to bring in lots of other th- you know bring in other themes and and things from from um, you know either previous podcasts or just generally as well just to show you you know um, these these stories obviously don't exist in isolation um, and that they can often be part of other themes as well so um, so anyway but um, thank you very much for your time thank you Peter no problem and i will speak to you again tomorrow yeah speak to uh, you tomorrow all right see you then Bye. bye